What have we here? We got a beer review coming up. We're going to be talking Mass Effect Andromeda and Mass Effect 3 because I'm slowly getting through it. But, yeah, uh, and Logan. And Logan. Full Logan review. Beer and, and Logan. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Logan. If you're lo- Logan. I've had, I had a load of Logan stuff. Um, <clears throat> yes, Logan. Logan. <laughs> if you weren't familiar. Uh, you guys can view, watch, videoize us on YouTube. If you're not already subscribed to us, go over there, Rogue Squadron Podcast, Rogue Squad Pod. You guys can uh, watch us and tune in live when we yeah. uh, record every Wednesday, 8 p.m., except for next Wednesday and the two Wednesdays after that and the three Wednesdays after that. <laughs> if you, uh, yeah, if you subscribe, you'll get notified when we do go live Wednesdays around 8. And we, you can, are, we do have some sporadic weeks off coming up, but, you know. Yeah, so if you're if you're listening to us already, you can re- you can reach out and you can message us live. Yeah, like people are doing right now. Look at these fucks! Someone's yelling at us. Oh my god, I've had enough of all of them. Uh, Chef Boy says, "Do you like my Ray theory?" What's the Ray theory? Tell me the Ray theory. Say it. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> all right, guys. My roommate says to not do the beer review for an hour. Stop everything. That's the first thing that we have to do. For an hour? It's already eight, it'll be over in an hour. 33. An hour. <laughs> Sound like Luke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything wild and crazy? Uh, it's still winter. It is <laughs> March 15th, and today, uh, yesterday and today have been the coldest days so far of the year. What? Hell yeah. No. It has not been... All right, guys. Let's jump into this beer review. No, it has. It, it was has not been under twenty until just like this week. I think it's like early no, January. dude, you're hot. You're, you're wrong about everything. It's it's all incorrect. It smells anyway, good. So we last uh, last week we had some days in the sixties when we're in shorts and fucking around, and now it's been good old fifteen degrees. So yeah, I think it was glorious. like a high of like twenty five today. It's a high of a <clears throat> not good. You got a glass over there if you want. No other news? I'm trying to dive right into this. We did a Q&A before this. If you were live, you saw it, but trying to uh, move right into the episode because we've already been trying to make sense of our listeners' comments and questions and shit. They're a little crazy. Why are you laughing? I don't know. Pouring shit out. No, I'm trying to explain shit. You're just like... Well, I, I was looking to see if it was a filtered beer and it's not, so I wanted to... Let the sediments kind of blossom as I as I poured <laughs> you it. Haven't poured shit in a while, so it's good. <clears throat> so we've got uh, for our beer review Trogues Trogues Independent Brewing. It's their first cut. It's an IPA ale brewed with mango. <laughs> IPA ale. ale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, we haven't done anything by Trogues in a long, long time. Good night, Raph. Thanks for tuning in, man. Hey, if you have any, Rafal is one of my uh, buddies that does video production. If you have any tips on how to fix the stream make us look less like assholes let me know so uh Trogues. this actually has a color on it it mm-hmm. says hazy orange well 
That's accurate. Uh, we've got 6.2% alcohol. It's 45% IBUs, which is actually quite low for a uh, IPA. Um, it's about right in the middle. Well, it's low. For, well, yes, it's low for an IPA, but in terms of IBUs, it's right in the middle. Kind of low. On a scale from <clears> 1 to 100, well, it's right in the middle. No. If you scale from 1 to 90, it's right in the middle. 45. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not. All right. Triggered. Parsecs. All right. Uh, okay. I got it. I see it. Smell. Sniff. I do smell the the mango a lot, actually. I'm not getting a lot of uh, scent here. I am getting a mango spruce. So we're going to cheers this, and we're going to beers this, and we're going to drink it. Ooh. That's very refreshing. Mm. Wow. It's like bits of mango. Got bits of mango. How interesting, you know interesting, interesting. It doesn't taste as like it's real mango in it. It's that's how you know it's good. <laughs> but it's uh, a very smooth, very good. smooth, very refreshing beer. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, the mango is like if if you hadn't said mango, if I, if I didn't look at it on the uh, on the box, I wouldn't really notice it up front. I would. IPs are they already have that citrus thing in there? But um, mango's a certain citrus. Though. I know, but I see I. I didn't notice it up front. I had to really like think about it. I know, but, it. I know, but I see I, God, I, I know. IPA. Commander's hair is on point. <laughs> Slammed. Okay, guys. Uh, I'm really enjoying this, honestly. Good. I'm not a big fruit beer fan, but when they do it right and it's uh, blended well. Yeah. A well-blended beer is key. You can have the greatest flavors in it, but if it doesn't mix well right. and it's too harsh on the beginning or the, on the end, it, it's it's uh, yeah. difficult to drink. This is very easy to drink. Yeah, blended so well that I didn't even realize at first. I had to fucking think about it. I had to mentally... It is a it is study a the mango. Good refreshing color too. It's got a good <laughs> the color's refreshing. Yeah, it is. Some beers are just like brown. You're like, it probably tastes wonderful, but it looks like poop. <laughs> looks like poop. That uh, long trail, the one that tastes like maple syrup. I remember everything about that. It was terrible. The color just looked like dark tea. I don't remember that at all. Uh, maple syrup beer. Yeah. How many episodes? I'm glad, ago? I'm glad you put it out of your mind. Hammered. Pissed. All right, guys. <clears throat> also, I, I do want to present our new beer opener. It's Carbonite Han. Captured. I'm going to say carbonated. Carbonated Carbonite Han. Oh, it's got some shit on the back <laughs> oh here. Oh, my gosh. Lucasfilm Limited. Oh, you know where I of got this? I do remember where I got this. What would you get? It was... Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> no, what's the... That turned uh, so quick. What's the video game store? GameStop. They, they, that's where I got this. It was uh, like 50% off. It was like 10 bucks. I'm not paying $20 for a beer opener, but $10, uh, you can kill someone with this and open your beverages. So <laughs> it is, it's, it's weighted, man. Pissed. <clears throat> Back to the beer. It, and it's loud as hell. This is really good. It doesn't, it, it's, there's not a wow factor to it, but I am really pushing a three because of its drinkability. Yeah, it's very drinkable. Uh, Comet and Simcoe hops. I like Simcoe. Yeah, man, that mango is just like, it's so refreshing and it's yeah. not overbearing at all. Where's Trogues out of? I'm not getting a, a big scent from it at all, though. I, mean, I will say that. I'm not getting much scent at all. Uh, Trogues is Hershey, Pennsylvania. 
Hershey, Pennsylvania. That's where uh, Hershey's was made. Her Hershey chocolate. That's where. It, <laughs> yes. Well, not, I mean, that's Hence not always name. obvious, but. <laughs> I thought that was like a, a well, a big known. I don't. I mean, it might be well known in like Hershey, the Midwest. The Midwest, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're not Chocolate that far. Town, USA. <laughs> Chocolate Town, fucking Midwest. The mango sour beer I had the other <laughs> night was really good. Sour beers are hit and miss, man. I have to yeah. be in a mood for a sour beer. Padilla. But. Well, <laughs> I don't have to be in the mood for a sour beer. I just think it has to be, again, like we were saying with this one, really well balanced. Because like, if the beer is sour for the sake of being sour, that's where it's just like me trying to shock my taste buds into enjoying something. But when it's just like pleasantly sour and balanced, that's what, what you want to go for. That's <clears throat> And I don't want to shit on the brewery, but something like a stone brewing, that's the issue I have with that stuff because they do stuff at such an extreme which is cool and they're pushing the boundaries and stuff yeah but a lot of that it's not mixed very well it's just like the shock factor which well, it gets me a lot they do have some staples though that are good like i had a stone ipa the other day like the regular ipa not mm-hmm. any of that fucking crazy shit or gluten-free or like yeah extra, extra death ipa extra double i <laughs> yeah yeah and it was great i mean it was well balanced definitely really bitter more bitter than a usual ipa but still balanced well but I feel like they have a few staples and then they just go completely off the rails and are like, how can we screw with people's minds and taste buds? <laughs> and that's what happens. I like this beer. Colonel wants to know why we don't review Coors Light. Well, negative Colonel. negative one out of five. <laughs> Next time you're on the show, we'll have that as a drinking beer. How about that? No, you're, you're, you're not invited back on. All right, guys. <laughs> it's come down to review, rating, ranking. <laughs> what do you want to give this one? Uh, I always go first, so I'm going to give you the, the go-ahead. Yeah, that is true. That's that's very true. I do kind of make you go first. I think I'm sticking with the two. It's definitely drinkable, but like you said, there's no wow factor. Uh, it's well-balanced, but it's just not highly impressive. And I don't know if it's just my nose buds or like if there's a lack of scent going on. It's got an interesting scent. Because the sniff test gave me absolutely nothing. It smells refreshing. I'm not getting it. I don't know. I'm, I'm sticking with the two. It's not blazingly, amazingly enough for a three. So. I hate doing this. I hate that I do this. Do it with your pinky instead. I hate it. Um, okay. Yeah. I'll come I mean, down. If you want to give it a three, you can argue your case. I'll sit here and ignore you. It's... You're right. There's no wow factor, yeah, but the, I'm right. it's it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, you heard blended. it here first. Commander's right for the first time ever. I'll give you, give you a two out of three. It's good. Yeah, but we're gonna. I'm good with it. But we're gonna drink the rest of this immediately because it's so good. So three. All out right. Three. If we change our yeah, if we change our rating later on, as we're known to do, uh, it's not out of the question. So, our rating system is threes. The best of the best. Amazing. Blows you away right from the first sip, which this did not do. Don't blow anything Two away. is really good. Very drinkable. One is worth trying. Zero is not. Zero is Coors Light. Zero is Kerner. Stay away from it. You know what I would like to do is <laughs> revisit some of the zeros that we had and retry. Like, the, the pepper beer is a zero. But, like, the pickled Santa, I feel like if we go back and try it again, it might not be that bad. It might. Yeah, yeah. We have... Um, when we started the rating system, we were also obviously very still new to the world of craft beer and tasteology 
whatever the hell else. The buds were at, uh, at their infancy. <laughs> yeah, so it w- that w- yeah, would be a good idea. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, guys. We're going to give it to you. Rogue Squadron Podcast is going to do some Logan shit. <laughs> so, yeah. Logan. It's going to be heavy spoilers ahead. So, please, if you have not seen Logan, yes. tune in and tune out. Yeah. So, we uh, obviously came out last week. Well, by the time you hear this, if you're not live with us, two weeks ago, uh, we had an episode 100 extravaganza last week. I didn't get a chance to see it in time, so we skipped talking about it last week when we had our boy Chainsaw on. So now we're going to go fully in depth. I saw it this afternoon. Really fucking good. Very impressed. <laughs> very, yeah. very, very, very impressed. You know what's funny is that's another Fox movie, and they finally just so they must have someone must have changed hands. Like someone must have been fired. And some refreshing ass dude or, or yep. woman came in because it's just changed the culture of Fox uh, superhero movies. Yeah. Um, starting with Deadpool, now we have this, and it's like we. How did you go from what what the Fantastic Four right. terribleness right. to these two movies? It's, well, kind of starting with the um, the X Men prequel movies, though. Weren't those fairly good? Yeah, those I still were need good. to go back and watch those. So kind of starting with those, but then when you get to Deadpool, it's like no fucks. I think so. Yeah. Okay. But when you get to Deadpool, it's just no fucks given. Mm -hmm. The fact that the trailer release, when I saw that it was a not safe for work trailer, I was like, okay, something is new here. And from that- For Logan? For Deadpool. Okay. And from that moment, I was super, super excited about it. Um, Having the R-rated superhero movies in the queue with everything else is just, I think it's really important, especially for who the characters are. Especially Wolverine, especially Deadpool. Um, I hope they 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 push the Batman series into an R rated. I was just going to say that. I, I think DC, how dark they took Batman vs Superman. I think they just need to go the like Suicide Squad. If that was an R rated movie, yeah, I think that would have been so much better. Yeah, it still would have been great. It's but- all villains. Well, if they had come at it from an R rated perspective, yeah, of Deadpool and Logan, we're saying like these are villains. They're going to murder people. We don't give a fuck. There's going to be gore. People are going to be cussing at each other. Like, that would have been amazing. Kerner says he loved the part where Logan's daughter throws a decapitated head. Yes. Dude, that was one of the most brutal. I did not expect that. Her fight scenes were more brutal than uh, fucking Logan. Logan's. <laughs> you know what's awesome is my favorite part about the entire fucking movie was her scream during yes. the battle. It gave me chills. She because was she would a- just, and then just jump in and, like, cut dudes' heads off. I'm like, she what? is furious happening yes she is the definition of pissed <laughs> yeah she was slicing dudes up man and and with the foot claw that yeah. she has to yeah, oh yeah, you yeah. fucking kidding me yeah mike uh dead says not his daughter it's her his clone though right or they use his dna to create her yeah so it wasn't procreated but it was it's his dna it's his daughter, it's his daughter. and that might be different from the comics we have no clue we have less than a clue we have a clue <clears throat> <laughs> Less than Done. guys get Done. Um So Logan, the, let me let me just say, slow it down. Let's hear it. One of my favorite aspects of the movie was it finally. I I, I don't know how to best explain this, but we went from the X Men movies being kind of like the Star Wars prequel stuff, where it's just. X-Men can do no wrong. It's all happy-go-lucky, and they always win. Oh, okay, we got a, one strong guy. We got to beat him up. Oh, no, he kind of he pushed, I don't know, Wolverine aside, and that's kind of sad, but we're still going to win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Finally, we get to this Wolverine movie where 
All that glorified bullshit is gone. Everybody's dead. We got Professor X, who's just fucking senile. Yes, yeah, senile, <laughs> crazy. He was hilarious. That aspect of him being senile and crazy, but also at the same time having the strongest mind of all time. It's just like, oh my god! It's I perfect never too. I don't. I'm actually surprised that they just didn't kill him for how dangerous he was. And I was kind of confused that he was so. Uh, lost in his own mind, but as soon as they started running from people, he kind of like found himself again. And it was something like uh, X-23 like brought something back in him that yeah. was reviving. He all of a sudden knew like, this is what we have to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I was kind of confused on, on that. I, th- I feel like it was Logan was having such a hard time keeping taking care of him. He was giving him those pills and stuff just to like sedate him and get him mm-hmm. to calm the fuck down. And as soon as shit started going wrong, they, like, forgot about that for, like, a day or two. And then he started getting, like, his actual, like, memory and his actual personality back. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was, a, that was a cool aspect. And it was set in 2029. So, I mean, shit, how old is he at that point? Uh, Wait, what, what are you saying? It was, uh, for, it was set in the year 2029. Oh, so how old is Professor, so, X? Professor X? By that point, I mean, shit, man. He's like, well, gotta okay. be 80 or 90. This may be a stupid question, but I'm still gonna ask it. It is. Is this based off of the... Not the original X-Men. This is based off of the, the prequel ones, the go-backs, right? Uh, from the movie version? I don't know. Like the mean. movie timeline? Yeah, which movie timeline are they basing this off of? You know, I saw somebody tweet a picture about how, trying to describe, like, the chronology of the X-Men movies because they've gone back and changed shit. I feel like you said that they go back in time for those prequel things, mm-hmm. and that's a different timeline. I think it's off of those. Because in the original three, I mean, Xavier dies in the third one. No, he doesn't. Yeah. In the original three X-Men movies, Jean Grey blows him the fuck up. Really? She, like, dissolves I, him. I haven't seen X3 in... Over a decade. Yeah, it's like one of the first. Well, it's like this uh, in the middle of the movie. Yeah, she's he, he's dead. Um, so yeah, it would have to be one of those. Ted Pulio says Logan is over a hundred, which makes sense because he just his cells can just revive themselves, so he wouldn't age like everyone else. But uh, wow, that's crazy. Well, it's <clears throat> and it really gives you insight to why he's so stubborn because everything he's loved, everything that he's liked, all his friends, they go they die and move on. He has nothing. He has Professor X crazy <clears throat> asshole drug seduced motherfucker over here. Motherfucker, motherfucker. <clears throat> but it... I like how gritty it's not about the end of the world. It's it's just about these three characters trying to save this little girl. Or two characters trying to save this little girl. That was... Yeah, that was by far the best aspect was the setting of it. There isn't some crazy... Egyptian pharaoh sorceress bringing down a giant energy beam of light from space and fucking things up. It wasn't aliens coming through a wormhole into New York City and trying to destroy everything. It was it was so raw and it was so down to just a small group of people. Well, it was yeah, right. And it was just kind of humans doing experiments, which makes sense. That's why I really like, I I don't want to cross into that already, but Mass Effect really gets into that as well, where it's not just people coming in just to fuck shit up just because they're evil. It's like, all right, well, the genophage happened because of this, this, and this, and it made sense, but it's now kind of really fucking evil, and it's like, maybe we should reverse that, and blah, blah, blah. But that's why I liked 
Logan because it was just, you know, these people doing experiments. It kind of went wrong. There was the one nurse that knew some shit was up. So she kind of broke everyone out and she yeah. hit the fan yeah. and all, you know, it made sense. And the reason why I really, really enjoyed Logan was not only the characters, but it felt like, and I don't know exactly what I mean by this. It felt like a comic book movie. Yeah, it when, didn't. It didn't feel like a superhero movie. It felt more focused on the thoughts and the struggles, like internal struggles of characters, which you see in comic books. The setting was so different, where it wasn't a world-ending thing that a movie yeah, would have I was to have. So glad for that. Yeah, and uh, the setting was also physically different. You know, Mexico. We get languages that we don't understand, and Texas, they don't like and, Southwest, and they yeah. don't even uh, translate them. Which I thought was perfect because I think you're supposed to see it from Logan's point of view, and he doesn't know Spanish. Yeah. So when X twenty three was speaking, scene in the car was hilarious. Yeah, he's just yeah. screaming at her. Yeah, just like Donata. What the fuck you speak? <laughs> what have you been doing for this whole week? <laughs> I love it. Um, so, so many, just so many fantastic things. Um, the brutality in uh, it, all across the board. It was just the brutality fantastic. was yes. was uh, surprising. Yeah. Like I thought you couldn't go any further from Deadpool and they <laughs> fucking did because Deadpool has guns and you're a little more detached when you're shooting people but when you're cutting people's heads off with your fucking fists and your daughter's it's, doing the same thing yeah having the blades in your fist makes it a big difference uh, Deadpool I thought was gory but the the comedy of it yeah retracts from like the seriousness of killing people because he's like telling jokes while he's decapitating heads with his katanas right and he's in like time one, stopping and you right, know and just, like listening to fucking salt and pepper whatever the fuck that song is and then ah, um push it <laughs> and then uh in this one though it's just it's all there's a few there's a few wisecracks but it's all pretty much fairly serious man so it just makes you more invested in the characters and when they're when they're cutting people's heads off cutting people's legs off Cutting guns in half and shit. Well, and also it, it's, so it, awesome. it, it's brutal outside of that too, because when you when you, he walks back in and actually picks X twenty three up, and well, the the nurse has been killed. Obviously, it's like mm, they. I mean, technically, they probably didn't have to do that. They could have just brought the nurse along, and like it would have been kind of awkward. But they they could have done it. Yeah. But they just said no. Fucker, done. This yeah. is how brutal it is. People don't live. It's a different time. And it's kind of to the point where it's weird because we start off with the X-Men where, okay, humans and mutants don't like each other and there's that struggle. Now we've moved on decades later where mutants like don't exist anymore. It's almost like fables. And that's why the, those comics are like, right. They're, they're half truth, half not. And it's just like, I, we don't really know exactly what happened. Right. Who's left. Yep. Are there, are there any mutants left? We don't know. Yep. Um, I would like to know what actually happened. If we, Regardless of the timeline that this is based off of, what happened to the rest of the mutants? Well, they, they kind of reference it slightly. Um, that doctor, when they are talking in the woods, I caught it barely. You know, that fucking asshole doctor. When they finally reach up with all the kids at the end. The dude with the robotic arm says, show some respect. You're talking to the guy that Killed. ended all the mutants. Yeah. So it was like him... I mean, I don't know the details. I'm sure like a comic book fan probably does. I'm sure it's there's they're usually always related off of an actual comic book storyline or plot line. But I mean, it sounds like he found a way to kill all of them off and then also use their DNA to create like new mutants. Yeah, like a, a, a battalion of 
mutants that they could try to control. Loyal mutants. Back to fucking Mass Effect. It's kind of like what they were doing <laughs> with the biotics and Jack. Like they they harvested yeah. the strongest biotics and then they put them in this and they were like testing DNA shit with them. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna leave that there. So, Logan, awesome. So what are your <sighs> your favorite points to Logan himself? It's hard to say, man. The whole thing, I was like, I was on the ride the whole time. <clears throat> it's hard. It's hard to specify, man. It was really good. I like how true he was to the Logan character. Uh-huh. He hadn't changed. And it was almost like he for it, it almost makes sense now. He was a stuck up stubborn asshole in all the other movies. Now he's a stuck up stubborn asshole because of everything happened in all the other movies right. and all the shit he's been through. Right. Now it's 50 years later he's got nothing except yeah. except shit in a pan, you know, Professor X. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it the one thing I do have a question about is that other guy, the sun yeah, guy. Yeah, I was wondering about that too, like fucking uh, Dracula. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was wondering about that, and I, I don't know. Maybe it's just our infant comic book minds. Oh, maybe he's yeah, a- we have less than actual knowledge about comic books. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look it up right now, though, while we're talking. Yeah, I my favorite part, my favorite Logan part of the whole movie was when they had to bury Professor X, and he beats the shit out of that car, and he was like. The, the whole relationship between him and Professor X, from what I've seen, and I don't know the comics, is he sees something in Logan, and what he sees in Logan is so important that he's going to deal with Logan's bullshit for 60 years yeah. and try to get him to like see what's right. So by the time <clears throat> he dies, Logan almost gives into that. You know, he, he starts crying, and he's like, he bur- buries him. He's like, you got water right here, whatever he was trying to say. And then he saw that... Uh, X-23 was like trying to comfort him and then he stamped out of him. He was like, fuck, I'm Wolverine. Screw this. And then he went and started beating the shit out of that truck. Well, that's... That was like perfectly Logan though. Like, I I, I feel something, but I'm... It kind of comes out, but then I'm going to suppress the hell out of it and go and blow shit up instead. <laughs> well... <laughs> or cut shit up, I should say. No, and uh, from the from the point of view of X-23... Cause she was looking. She looked over and saw that a dude getting out of his truck. He's gonna go fishing, and that's like the standard dad. And then she looks back, and his her dad's beating the shit out of a truck with a shovel. And I'm yeah. like, yes, yeah. that's yeah. where you come from. You're different. Yeah, you, you can't have, forget it. You have that in your DNA, yeah. not that. Yeah. Um. It's so crazy. it's it, yeah, I, it's pretty cool. It's very cool. That was like perfectly Logan. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Let's see here. The the. The viciousness that was ingrained into that little girl, I thought she killed it. I th- not that's only one of the best, yeah, best acting acting performances I've ever seen. From a child. In general. From a child. That was so good. She was great. You know what's awesome? It, it, it almost makes it better that I didn't know what she was saying half the movie because I probably would have critiqued her more based off of what she was actually saying. <laughs> I didn't even know it was that. I thought that was perfect, man. It was perfect that she is a, you know, a partial clone of Logan. So in one sense, they're exactly the same. But in the fact that how she was raised and she was in Mexico City, so she speaks mostly Spanish. Like, they're Mo- nothing. She alike. speaks mimosas. Mimosa Spanish. So fifty percent of her is nothing like Logan at all, mm-hmm. and fifty percent is. That, no, it's like a hundred percent is, and hundred percent isn't. isn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that back and forth. I mean, yeah, that, that scene in the car when she finally st- like talks. Oh my god. I was loving it. 
You know what's weird? And it's it, it comes with age. Well, for me, I'm a fucking vagina when it comes to movies nowadays. What I mean by that, I tear up on the weirdest shit. You know what's funny is I didn't tear up when X died, when Professor X died. I didn't tear up when they were having heartfelt conversations. I teared up when he went into battle and was stabbing people and she climbed up and jumped off his back and slaughtered some other people. That was I awesome. teared up from that. She did like the typical Wolverine thing where she like flew and spread <sighs> her arms. Yeah, Dude, I teared up from that because it was just like finally, you know, these two characters who have been lost their entire lives, yeah. even when they were found, Logan just felt like an outsider and it all of a sudden like came together where these two people, these two mutants just figured it out. Yeah. And this is why they're there. This is what you know what they need to do. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Tell me what's crazy, Mopar. Let me tell you what's crazy. Tell me what's crazy, Mopar. This is crazy. <clears throat> the fact that the X-Men all together, for all the crazy powers that everyone had, Phoenix and Magneto, and I don't need to list them all off, but they're because he only know, knows two. <laughs> that's all that matters. Uh, but I don't need to list them all off, but none of this would even matter at all without Logan. Yeah. He does so much. He kills Phoenix in X3. Because yeah. he's the only one that can. The only one that can do it. The only single the only mutant that can do it. <laughs> um, but, and he's the one that goes back in time for first class. I'm excited to watch those. Apocalypse is cringeworthy sometimes. I could tell by the trailer it was cringeworthy. But uh, he basically does every, everything. He teaches new people. He's he, His clone is the badass thing. Badasses ever have badasses. He heals himself. He doesn't fucking die. Except in the last one. But, uh, dude, the other part that I teared up on was when she tilted the thing over to make an X. I was like, God, that makes yeah, so much yeah. sense. The part that really got me, obviously when Logan actually died, I was sad. Um, they they did it perfectly. But the part that really, really got me is when they're in that little treehouse, whatever, and he's trying to tell her just to go without him because mm-hmm. you know he's like, every relationship I have, I fuck up, whatever he says. And he's like, oh. bad shit happens to the people that are around that I care about. And then she's like, well, then I'll be fine because you don't fucking care about me. And then she walks away. I was like, no, oh my god, yeah, stuff like that's so perfect. Um, the the Dracula Nosferatu guy, Caliban is his name. Uh, his ability is to sense other mutants. Obviously, that's why they kind of use him for a little bit. I just don't. I didn't see on there on, on Wikipedia like why he's albino and like yeah gets hurt by the sun. I don't know either. But the uh, it, it set a tone of the desperate measures and the just the the tone of the movie when he killed himself yeah just to like yes. i mean well at, at that point professor x was dead but he didn't know that right but that's that's kind of well he probably sensed it honestly oh that's true um but uh that just set the tone we've already seen hud's heads cut off and the brutality of it but when he was just like fuck it boom and and he didn't even kill anybody well, he, I think he killed like one soldier, but uh, oh, dude, when I saw that that uh, robot hand guy had ended up surviving and he was like getting his hand repaired, I was so pissed. Of course, yeah, of course, yeah. I don't know, uh, but that robot—that was the other thing. I didn't understand his character. I don't think they needed to explain it. He seemed like the enforcer of that doctor's like plans. Yeah, but why? Like he was because I don't know, they had 
fucking keep track of all those mutants so he created. So he wasn't a mutant, but he had a robotic arm. I I, I don't know. Was he a Winter Soldier? Padilla. Yeah. <laughs> the, I don't know. He's a Spring Soldier. <laughs> Great. <laughs> fucking Autumn Soldier. Um, no, it's a good question. Let me... Uh, Look, I'm excited for the future of X23. I don't care that much. Tell us. Uh, yeah, I I hope they continue in this same style. Um, and now that she found all of her friends that were all kind of born together in that lab, I mean, when they when they finally like came together at the end and like trapped that uh, what's his name on the ground, like all their powers at once. Yeah. on that guy, that was so fucking sweet. Well, so, that one. The one kid's power that were just like tree roots, uh, engulf a motherfucker and yeah. taking that. I'm just like, um, that was so cool. You know, you know what shits around that you could just use tree roots for? It's like storm, but like for mother plants earth, plants and trees and shit. Yeah, like she just sent a bunch of pine needles and fucking decapitated people. It's awesome. It's like a mix between storm and magneto, just with organic like material. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with that sound too. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, that, it was that, so good, man. So, where where do you think Logan ranks in all time uh, superhero movies? Uh, it's really, really high up there. Because if you think about it, like we we already did our 2016 ranking where Doctor Doctor Strange was, Strange was yep. our top of yep. that year. Yep. Um, but people are are arguing for like the Dark Knight. And this are like, oh, push good, it. Yeah, it's a good matchup. Um, I think I definitely have to see it two, like one or two more times yeah. to make a final decision. But it's it's definitely up there. I think the um, the big epic world disaster superhero stuff does fit. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers. Like, that is cool. We've had so much of that that yeah. seen Logan... Is a really good change of pace. Well, you see, not to retract from the quality of the movie, but it's just a really good like change up. But you can say the same thing about the Dark Knight because it's just the Joker and right. Gotham. Right. Yeah. That's exactly. almost the appeal of Batman. It's not end world ending, except yep. for when you get Batman versus Superman and motherfuckers running around. Oh yeah, but Dark Knight is like mental games between yeah. Batman and Joker. Um, no, Logan's definitely up there. I mean, some of my favorites: Dark Knight, Doctor Strange, Logan. Uh, Guardians, the first Avengers. The first Avengers is so good. Yeah, I got to see it. Not Civil times. War, huh? <laughs> no, Civil War is good, man. I wouldn't put it up. I don't. I'm not sure if that would make my top five because, like you said right there, dude, Deadpool was amazing. I'm that's in my top five. Oh yeah, sorry, Deadpool. Sorry, that's my fault. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Fabio, thanks, man, for tuning in. Appreciate it. Uh, those kids. Using the force, Kerner says. Yeah, kind of, kind of. I like Maxie how, I like how the like, force. The, <laughs> the leader of that uh, little group of kids didn't do anything until the very end when it was like super desperate and he lifted up that entire fucking armored truck and smashed it on. What was, is he a Magneto dude or? I think he's like Professor X. Oh, he's telepathic. a uh, telepathic. Yeah, like Gene Gray and shit. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about uh, X24. Logan, the Logan clone. Oh, when I saw that, it made me cringe. But the way they made it work and fit in, it made sense. Because when you look at, and we just got done talking about if if Wolverine didn't exist, the X Men just die immediately. With Wolverine in the in the 
picture, he saves everyone. He lives the longest. He fucking fucks. And he and it just, he is, he is the mutants. Yeah. He's the culmination of all the mutants. Yeah. So when you, it would make sense to strictly clone just him. And I know they used DNA in you and made X-23. What was his name? X-24? X-24. There was, they did it. X-23 was a series of mutants. Okay. There was 24 of them. And Laura, Flora, was the 23rd. So she was the X-23-23. X-24 was like a new version. And that's what that, the Logan clone motherfucker was. I don't know how you beat that. I was confused <laughs> at first. I thought but it was one, him. But one thing that the guy did say was like, you can't, what was the word that he used? Like, you can't culture rage. Or, oh man, there was a word he said. Like, you can't cultivate rage. Yeah. It's like, he's a clone, but Logan is always going to be stronger because he's experienced all of these things in his life that when something happens, he can get fucking dark side. And as soon as he gets triggered, like, doesn't matter your genetics. He's ultimately pissed off. And that's after uh, the doctor or whatever said that, you can see it because once he puts Professor X in the back of the truck and then he actually dies... And then you see Logan like get fucking furious and then he goes into battle and he fucks the guy up. Well, <clears throat> I think it's instinct. And you can you can grow a clone, but there is a a natural instinct from a natural being that yeah. you can't match. And well, that's part of that rage. Life. And that's part of that rage. But yeah. you know, Logan has the backstories. He has the emotion. He has the rage. Right. But he also just has that natural instinct and reaction. Right. I don't think a clone would. You'd have to like program that into a clone, and you, you can't. can't. Do. You right. can't do it. So like, if something happens, or I don't know, for example, a tree's falling, Logan has an idea of what to do right then and there. The clone's just like, ah, oh, kill, kill, kill. Yeah. Like, he doesn't know anything else. That's what makes the clone trooper so interesting because you start with that with the basic infantry in Star Wars and the clone troopers that are literally just, their clones are produced to go out there and, and kill things. All the way up through like the commandos, through the arc troopers, and then to Boba Fett, who is an exact clone, but has lived this entire life and has these experiences and has the same DNA, but reacts and responds to things so differently because all of those experiences and prior battles and all of that stuff kind of leads into how he does things. But that just reinforces it because, you know, the, the first clones are so controlled genetically. Right. And then they start unlocking different things and, and they're not as restricted. And then you get to, like, the clone commanders who are, like, 90% free, like, mentally to well, do and figure shit Django. out. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, you have the Boba Fett, which is 100% free, and you just have the skills and the abilities, but just live your life and experience shit. Right. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I, I was I was really confused the first time that the X-24 was on screen when Professor X was, was snoozing, talking about shit. They showed him and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. It took me a few seconds to actually like gather what was happening. Well, I knew it obviously wasn't Logan, but I, I was kind of, well... Someone's I'll, pissed. I'll say this. Um, I thought, because with all the... Uh, Time travel play. I was like, is this like a, another time traveling Logan that was like compromised or something? And he came back. And I was just really confused at, at that point. And it made sense. And, it, and they cleared it up later on. But that was my initial thought. I was like, stab, kill. I was like, uh, Logan, what the fuck were you doing? Were you on some drugs? And like, yeah. 
Yeah, that, that was exactly what I thought for a second, too. Um, it's pretty startling, actually. You know what's really, really dumb? I actually thought that Professor X was having a, a nightmare. Yeah, I kind of thought that, too. And he saw, like, a young version of Logan kill him. And I kind of hoped it was that. But then, yeah. But I like that he died. That's true. Because he had to die. He had to die. That he died. He had to die. He had to die because he did. Um, uh, one of my favorite things that's ever happened in any movie ever is the main character dies. Yes. Finally. Yes. Marvel pushed the button and Finally. said, you know what? We are going to just go for it. And People it like, want to know why we love the Empire and the Sith so much. It's because the good guys always win, regardless. Seeing the good guy either die, seeing the bad guy win, something like that is such a good change of pace that we accept it. So yeah, seeing Logan passed away. Kerner was asking why they, uh, why she changed the cross on the burial site. It's because she slipped, um, tilted it over so it was an X yeah, for X Men. Because she's a big X-Men fan. She read all the comics, bro. That was uh, interesting. Uh, did they talk about... Did they talk about any of that in like the those old prequel? Not old prequels. Um, the the comics? They made the comics. No, because that was even before. He went back in time. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I need to watch those, I guess, before I... It was, the the X-Men series happened, and then everybody dies. So they... They get into some shit with the Sentinels, those, those big machine things that. So they send at some way or another. They can send people back in time, but they only have enough energy for one person. Like fucking Logan, of course. you just can't die, so we're gonna send you. Even so they dies, send him back, and he basically goes back and talks to. Uh, my mind can't even think. I gotta watch him. I just, I just gotta watch him. All the it's he goes back to an uh, like a teenage. When Storm, Professor X and Magneto were like young, yeah, like twenties. They're yeah. all yeah, they're yeah. all young, and he has to like talk them out of different things so it, it works, but it almost doesn't work. It's those movies are kind of frustrating. They're good. It's a different view, and you get to see, I think, a couple mutants switch sides. So in the original movies, you know, you see a couple mutants on on Magneto's side, Everyone's and would have said, and they yeah. and they they flip flop because because of. Or uh, Wolverine's effect and sayings and stuff. Mutants and the X Men seem to always be, always be on top of mind for like political and like social issues that are happening. So like it seems to me like whenever an X Men story comes out, it kind of always hits home with fans because there's always kind of something going on in the U.S. or whatever in terms of politics, or whatever that kind of relates to this whole story of here's the mutants. They're just trying to live their lives. Nothing's wrong. And then they're different. So everyone's trying to freak out and like stop them from being human. And then they start to rebel and kill people. And that's what you end up with is just two mutants left at the very end of it. <clears throat> yeah. It's, I, I do like so the, very the, intriguing. The, the first class uh, timeline because they, they adjust uh, focus to uh, Wolverine. Yes. But, uh, I can't fucking think tonight. What's what's the mystique? The, mystique. She's like the you key. You fucking shrugged I, your I, shirt. I did this and you said mystique, so it worked. All right, <laughs> uh, but she is the focus. She's the game changer. She really. She is it. You know, I always wondered that because like she was Magneto's like go to in those first three, 
I was like, Mystique's cool. Like, she gets people's identities. I just never pictured her as, like, that important to Magneto's side. She's she's that important when dealing with humans because she can just become anybody. True. And yeah. when she becomes the fucking president of the United States, walks into a True. building and they're just like... Yes. What do we? What do we? What should we do? Uh, we should uh, save every mutant, and all of you need to die. Well, right away. Boom. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah. Does uh, Jennifer Lawrence do a good job as Mystique? I mean, she looks great. But does she do a good job as Mystique? Yes. Kerner, yes, you are an idiot. Regard. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I do like her as Mystique. Um. So overall rating out of ten. For Logan. I was actually thinking this after when I was driving back. Is Should we do with a beer review style rating for movies? No. There's too much involved in a movie. We try to keep yeah, beer simple. Yeah, I know, I know. But in the general every man's sense, I would definitely say three. Like three, go and see it in theaters as soon as possible. Sure. Two would be like, wait for Netflix, one, whatever. Um, the one th- we didn't talk about the bad stuff. Okay, there's only one it. bad thing. Let's talk about it. really, and it's the score. The music was not good. I didn't even notice. It wasn't so bad that it took me out of the movie, um, but there there was some parts where I was just like, "What? What? Like what? What? What's happening?" I didn't even notice, so I, I can't mark against it. Uh, that was like the only complaint I had. Other than that, movie was fantastic, man. Um, I'd say nine and a half. I'm agreeing. Nine and a half is exactly the number that I had in my mind. <clears throat> well, you gave uh, Doctor Strange 10. I can't remember what I gave Doctor Strange. I think I probably said nine and a half for Doctor Strange too. So let's put this into perspective though, because a, a, a 10 out of 10 for Doctor Strange is great, but it is a new character and they just did it right. For a nine and a half out of 10 for an existing character that's been in like eight movies is phenomenal. There's so much that they could have done wrong with True. that. True. I feel like you know the fact the fact that they're in the same universe pisses me off. Yeah, there's a, there's a really weird thing with what 20th century owns and what Marvel owns. Well, just in a general sense, like the Marvel universe, like that Wolverine movie happened, but also across the world, probably Doctor Strange is fucking shit up and I'm like it's a little weird. You're just all over the place. But I, uh, I wonder if like 20th Century was trying to do its own thing and Marvel Studios came in and just killed it. Like, oh, this is how you make super mo- superhero movies, by the way, in case you forgot. And then 20th Century changed their tone and now they're trying to... Because, you know, they're giving Spider-Man rights to Marvel Studios for the next Spider-Man movie, Homecoming, whatever. So I wonder if they're trying to work together more than they were. It's just really confusing. The whole rights thing and who has what and who's doing what movies and the comic books are different. Well, and how everything fits together. Yeah, but, it's just weird. But the... Uh, We're still talking about Logan a little bit. So... Digital Cowboy. This is my praise. What's your praise? To DC. Because everything seems to fit. It's because they only have three movies. I get it. And it, it, it will get more confusing. And the, the water's going to be a little muddied after more movies. But the fact that they know everything has to fit gives them the advantage because when we see Wonder Woman, it's going to be fucking amazing. They, that doesn't work, though. That doesn't work because if you think of all the Batman movies, they've been totally different. The Batman DC, the Batman movies like the um, Tim Burton and shit, like that's 20th century owning Marvel stuff that Marvel's not doing. It's the same kind of thing. Fair enough. Like DC just started like their cinematic universe. Marvel's been going since 2008 or whatever. Fair enough. But since they've 
had DC movies outside of the Dark Knight and the Tim Burton series, everything's fit, even though there's been two. Well, there, I guess there is only two movies. Well, so what? There's three. Suicide Squad. And Batman vs. Superman. And Man of Steel. You always forget about Man of Steel. I was listening back to an episode with Tommy Boy, and you were, <laughs> you were saying, I'm excited for the DC Universe to start with Batman vs. Superman like seven times. And we were both like, Man of Steel, man. Man of Steel. Watch it. But fair enough, <laughs> because Man of Steel plays directly, almost scene for scene, into Batman vs. Superman. True. When, they, when, they, when you see the Man of Steel battle be- between Zod, Vod, Zod, whatever the fuck his name is, and Superman, it. Bod. I, I can't believe they went to the exact detail to create the way Superman shoots his laser, cuts the building this way. We're going to put Bruce Wayne on the other side of that building. That laser is going to do the exact same thing yeah. from a different point of view. That yeah. blows my mind. Oh, I love That's something like that. that I don't think even Marvel has done yet. So the fact that it play, that they're so intertwined and they play off. I mean, that's the same exact scene. They're just from a different point of view. Yeah. Marvel's not doing it in the same scene per, per se. But they are doing a lot of that overlap. They're mentioning. Like, it's, it's, it's more shit in Deadpool. Where they're like, since the Avengers rolled through New York, everything's been fucked. Or not in Deadpool, uh, excuse me, in uh, Daredevil. Like, they'll mention shit like that in Daredevil and Luke Cage. And uh, By the way, I started Luke Cage. Luke Cage is so good, man. The um, And the difference between... Like, Marvel is so deep now that you can see the, the levels between the different, like, heights of superheroes. Yeah. Like, the Avengers are at the top. Tony Stark's funding it. He's a billionaire. Like, they're on the, like, the fucking scene of the world. Everyone knows who they are. And then you have, like, Luke Cage and Daredevil, who are just these two fuckers in New York City right. trying to do the right thing, but they're, like, unheard of. So where do the X-Men fit in that? See, that's where, that's where it gets weird. Apocalypse happens, guys. Yeah. Apocalypse happens. Where the fuck is Superman when Apocalypse... Or Superman. Where the fuck is Tony Stark and everybody else? Superman's when- hopefully dead. Dude. No, I'm not kidding. Apocalypse is here. Let's just throw a Hulk at him. Done. Figured it out. Done. Why did we even have to have this movie? <laughs> Giant Egyptian Poe Dameron is here. Yeah. That's Oscar Isaac. Dude. You know what I do? Yeah, I gotta watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, it's it's, re- it's really, really, really weird. So Try not to uh, know. Go Try to erase that from your mind and go, because me knowing it was Poe Dameron pissed me well, off. I, and yeah, no. I was triggered even when he came on screen. <laughs> I, I was like, yeah, Poe, shut the fuck up. Um... So yeah, it, it's it's a weird thing. I feel like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if that if that excludes Logan and Deadpool, it in and of itself is still very very good. Yeah, Logan and Deadpool are incredible, and I and I hope they and Doctor Strange. I hope they kind of tie them in. Doctor well, Strange. Doctor There's Strange so much on the shelf right now. Doctor Strange is part of the MCU. Right, but I'm just saying, in, in the grand scheme of Marvel right now, in yeah. their in their cinematic universe, yeah. You've got Deadpool on the shelf. You've yeah. got Logan on the shelf. You've got Doctor Strange on the shelf. And you've got the Guardians on the shelf that all have not met or really directly dealt with the Avengers, which is Marvel right now. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't interacted yet. So yeah. the, it's like you have... There's so much that's going to happen. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to shit on it because I do enjoy a lot of those movies, especially the last three that have come out, basically. Deadpool, Doctor Strange, and Logan. But to make all this fit is going to be a, a struggle because I already struggle with the Avengers. There's so much on scene. There's so there's you. you When you have so much action and so many characters on scene, you get a lack of character depth. 
because you have to shove shit in the movie. They yeah they and they solve that by having the solo movies, ish. Because so when you when you talk about the Hulk, you're like, <laughs> so if you, <laughs> so if you if you've seen every single Marvel movie and then Civil War comes out, mm-hmm. there's probably no issues at all because you you get the backstory <clears throat> of everybody. But it, that's the the thing where like. Logan and Deadpool in and of themselves are good standalone movies. The first Avengers is a good standalone movie by itself. Actually, Deadpoolio says, in the comics, Wolverine and Deadpool are in the Avengers. Well, they need to fucking pull down their corporate bullshit and just make good things. They are making good things. That's that's they're all making good things. They are. Yes, they are. That's that's just my only th- when I when I see movies like Fantastic Four, and then I see Logan. Green just, Lantern, and then you see Logan. <laughs> they have so much. They're, on both sides, there's so much that they need to do yeah. and that they are doing. So it's a struggle because with Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and The Batman coming out, you we're, we're set for greatness. It's gonna be They're going to be good movies. Justice League. Justice League, yes. And then on the other side, we've got everything we've ever wanted. Shit's gonna be Guardians Two's coming out. What what, yeah. what more do you want? I know, I know. But um, I, I'll sit here and say this to your your standalone movies with Ant Man. Ant Man was great, and then they fit him into the Avengers. I wouldn't say seamlessly, but it made sense, so it, it worked and it fit. They kind of forced it ish. Well, I feel like when you have the cinematic universe and you're making movies that aren't going to be over three hours long. You have no other way to do it. Like, if you only watch Civil War, you might be like, who the fuck is Ant-Man? Like, why is Captain America trying to help his friends so much? I don't get it. You kind of have to have those, like, those origin and those standalone movies in order to get the story of everybody because there's so many characters. Well, to that to that point, then, in the Marvel Universe, they have, that, they have to reintroduce Spider-Man, but they've already introduced him. Right, but they are not trying to get you to be emotionally invested into Spider-Man. Even though he was the key to Civil War. Eh, not the key. I wouldn't say the key. Eh, Black Panther, I'm excited. He was, the Black Panther the air, he, was the, he was there for the airport fight scene, and then he was not seen again. But he was clearly the strongest person, and which was amazing. He was talking about fucking Empire Strikes Back and, and spinning around. And making everybody else look like <laughs> idiots. But it wasn't like... In, a metal arm! It wasn't in your face that he's so strong, which is cool because... He's a teenager. Everybody knows Spider-Man, though. I was going to say it's cool because you don't really get how strong he is, but I feel like most everybody knows Spider-Man and why he's awesome. Kerner asks, what exactly is Doctor Strange's power? He so he, his title is Sorcerer Supreme. So his is like magic. I don't even want to call it conjuration, but like he, there's mystical powers that he can control yeah. with certain, it's almost like Harry Potter items. Like like the, the, the cloak or not the cloak, the cape that he puts on that fights evil. His cape is awesome. That was one of the best parts of the movie. Um, Yeah, but... The invisibility cloak. I don't know. The, I, don't, is, I, don't, I actually cannot describe his exact power. It, well, his title is Sorcerer Supreme, and yeah. he, he... You can use a mystical magic that no one else can. Um, now, what I do want to say is, it's kind of clear within the DC Universe, uh, people's power... And their limitations. When we talk about the the Marvel universe, when I sit here and say who's the strongest, that almost was disastrous. <laughs> uh, I 
<laughs> I punched my beer. <laughs> Fuck this. Too much mango. Uh, when I ask right right now, who is the strongest person in the Marvel Universe? I think I like the fact that it's not clear. Who's the strongest person in DC Universe? Superman's dead. Superman. Even a dead Superman he's is the strongest. Though. He's the strongest, though. But he's dead, though, right His now. corpse is the strongest thing because <laughs> his corpse can't die. But Superman's dead and Batman's not, so who's stronger? He just avoids <laughs> avoids power. Well, that's that's the, the interesting thing too about like who's is stronger. Like you think stronger in actual like physical fighting strength. Sure. But Batman could very well be stronger technically because he's gonna outlast everybody. Well, he's by, a survivor. He's gonna fucking set traps and like yeah, he's a be survivor. A, be a fucking detective and shit. Dark side, yep. I Dark Side. But he's not in the universe yet. Yes, he is. In the cinematic universe? He's not yeah, he's in it. Dark, one of Darkseid's beings comes down in Batman vs. Superman, and that's what... Uh, what's his face? Yeah, no. That's what's talking to... Uh, Batman? No. God damn it. Yeah. I can't fucking think tonight. Superman's villain. The guy. Lex. Lex. That's who Lex is talking to on the Superman ship. Is one of Darkseid's first things. And Darkseid's symbol... The Darkseid symbol is in that apocalyptic... Vision that Batman Wait, has. when Lex Luthor walks into the ship with Zod's carcass? It's after that. After he creates... It's at the end of the movie. After... Uh, uh, not Apocalypse. After Doomsday was made and he sends him out. Yeah. You see him, Lex talking to a being on the ship. And it was one of Darkseid's like, first Is that commands. only in the uh, Maybe. director's cut? Maybe. Because I didn't see that. You see that and you see Darkseid's you symbol. You see Darkseid's symbol in the Apocalypse Batman scene. You also see Apocalypse's, or I'm sorry, Darkseid's crazy war beings. And that's the the flying things that come down and start shooting people up in the desert. Yeah, see, I, I, I don't know the comic book, so I didn't really know what that was. The whole desert scene with him with the trench coat. He like is, that. he's the DC Thanos. To, yeah, it, you said that. I just, I just didn't, I didn't catch it the first time. I'm acting like I know, but I, that's the, literally the extent of what I know. Obar's blind. The Omega sign is dark side symbol. Yeah. Um, so we're going to end that fucking shit right there. Um, yeah, man. I, I really hope that they can incorporate Deadpool and Logan into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Logan's dead. Well, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm excited for Deadpool 2. The little intro teaser trailer was fucking hilarious. Yeah, well, how they fit it in. You you were expecting Perfect. Logan. Fuck you. This is not Logan yet. <laughs> uh, I actually saw that before I went to the theaters. Some, it, was, it was posted. I saw it. So Dead Pulio says the desert scene was based off the Injustice storyline, which I don't know anything about. So yeah, again, no clue. Um, <sighs> it's just so confusing. What is? When you have 20th Century Fox actively making movies alongside Marvel Cinematic Universe. Do they fit into each other? Is there a plan? Are they conniving together? That would be awesome. Um, I think they're... Obviously, the MCU is very, very good at weaving those things in together. To, like Things that you think at first glance would make no sense if they combine forces. They're very good at making them fit. So it's just a matter of if they're going to be able to you know, kind of pull those characters in. Because if you think also, here's a cool thing, and that's what I was thinking about when they mentioned that it was 2029. That's 12 years ahead. They of could, the Avengers? From where we are now, yeah. I mean, like, there's there's no 
reason why they couldn't bring weave Logan into some of the MCU storyline because they still have 12 years to get him to that point where he's an old grumpy fucking Mexican desert taking care of Charles. Stop shitting yourself, Charles. Tired of cleaning that shit up. You see this motherfucking wheelchair? (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We are not ending it because whenever I say, all right, guys, we end it. (laughs) You guys have to, if you haven't already, go to YouTube and search Juggernaut Bitch. It's a dubbed over cartoon. If you haven't seen it, you're welcome. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever created because the it's, it's like awesome. I said, it's it's the original X-Men series, but they do like an entire episode and they dub it over and it's it's so bad, but it's, it's raunchy so good. and it's hilarious. So head <laughs> so on over to YouTube. Done, it's like it's one of those first YouTube videos that just went viral. Yeah. From back in like 2005, 2006. It's hilarious though. Awesome. And it, there's like seven of them. But the the first like Yeah, they went <laughs> they went way overboard with those. The first like three are really, really funny. They're hilarious. I'm, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you with Charles. As a matter of fact, I don't give a fuck. I'm the juggernaut. The way he always talks about juggernaut custom building his wheelchair just has me cracking up. <laughs> Notice how my motherfucking wheelchair doesn't even have a scratch on it, because that sh- shit was custom made by the juggernaut. And that's why we gotta save his ass. We could quote that all fucking day. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so if you want to know what the hell we're laughing about. Charles. Juggernaut, bitch. Charles, no. I'm going to rape you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Dead God. Deadpool um, Yeah, so Logan, if, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it yet, see it as soon as fucking possible. It's really good. <laughs> Chainsaw's pissed. Ooh. Chainsaw's jealous because we saw Logan and not DC bullshit TV shows. Pissed. Uh, can we talk about Luke Cage? Uh, yeah. I've seen two episodes, so don't go too deep into it. But uh, it's exciting. Yeah. It's a it's a cool look on an underground, I don't want to call him a mutant, but a super being. Right. Whatever the fuck you want to call him. <laughs> super being. Just made up a whole <laughs> new fucking name. Well, he's not a super He's not a superhero because he's not a hero. So he's like a super human. Yeah. Well, he's not a hero yet. Well, yeah. In my episode, sure. Um, so I think the Defenders are a thing, different from the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Deadpool, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist. I have not seen Iron Fist, and I have not seen Jessica Jones. Not yet, no. Um, but I have, like I said, two episodes, maybe three, of Luke Cage. It's cool because of how he fits into normal life. Because we we talk about these superheroes, and they are so on just another level that right. like they're they're bullshit doesn't affect everything on the ground. Right. That's what I was saying about those different levels. Like, no, like, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh! Okay, it made us a little bit of sense. <laughs> like you have Tony Stark up here yeah. making goddamn future sure. technology. And, and then, then you like have Wolverine Luke just trying to work in the barbershop and not kill people. But he accidentally fucking kills people. He does. <laughs> um, you have fucking... Um, Juice from Sons of Anarchy. Yes! He's so awesome. Dude, man. I I loved the character of Juice in Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. He was one of my favorite. Yeah. Of all of them. And the uh the Irish cutmouth guy. Yeah, chips, the yeah. Joker guy. Yeah. Iron Fist comes out March 17th. I thought it was already out. People were fucking pissed about it. Yeah, I thought it was already out too. Talking bullshit about some white what, guy what learning karate. Kind of hammered Deadpool are you? <clears throat> so I uh, Iron Fist. Uh Luke Cage. Cage. Luke Cage. Yeah. What are your initial thoughts about Luke Cage? Any it's a great series. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts? Hey, fucking awesome. 
Well, it's just the same way I kind of feel about Logan. Anything that isn't based on these giant world-destroying world like, enemies sure. is always good, and it gets right down to Earth. And when you say it feels like a comic book, like Logan feels like a comic book movie, mm-hmm. obviously, neither of us are very well-versed in comics. But I always do kind of gravitate towards comic books feel like these unstoppable heroes that are going to save the world. So Logan feels like the opposite to me, as far as I know about comics. Like Logan and Luke Cage feel like down-to-earth people that happen to have this ability that are struggling struggling with the fact that they have to kind of own up to what they're capable of in order to do something better. So they're trying to lead a normal life. They just can't get away from it. Like like they have this power. They just have to own up to it and maybe, make something happen. Maybe this is the difference, though. So even the amongst the... All the struggles yes, and all the music the in Luke Cage is fucking. It's right there. All these struggles and all the turmoil that happens against mm-hmm. the Avengers, mm-hmm. I always feel like they have the edge. They have the advantage. I don't feel like Logan has the advantage ever. And Especially I don't in this one where he's hacking and wheezing. Yeah, and yeah. I don't feel like Luke Cage has the advantage. Yeah, sure, he's a superhero, but like if he if he makes a decision and beats some people up, He they could kill some other like people that he loves. And it's like, there's a, a reaction to everything. It, it, it's a pull away from the superhero. Uh, I'm not affected by anything. Yeah, and that's where like Civil War, the fact that they were talking about putting that Sokovia Accords in place was a great start because finally we're seeing that these unstoppable team has some consequences to deal with. Sure. We, we, I mean, we beat a dead horse over this. We won't talk about it too much. But if they had just killed one or two characters off, yeah, that would have been the perfect balance for what they needed to say. These these guys always win. Nothing bad ever happens. Well, now you guys are restricted. You're going to be documented. Two of your people died. You have to deal with that. And then that's how you can pick up in Infinity War. Uh, Deadpoolio says, I like... It because it makes Luke Cage feel more like an ordinary person. They, but he's that's, trying to be an ordinary person. But that's the uh, everybody needs to realize, and I think Marvel needs to just open her eyes that even though they have special powers, they are still humans. Whether they're mutants, they are still human. They have thoughts, ideas, bad ideas. You know, they're not good yeah. at everything. Yeah, that's why we. That's why I don't like Superman. Because he just has the greatest ideas, has the greatest powers, never struggles with anything. He's an alien. As long as the sun's shining, he's fucking unstoppable. Fucking, <laughs> if, as long as it's a happy day. But and that and that's why I, I, I slowly I didn't change my mind, but I, it was a different view on Superman when he struggled against Lex, just yeah. a guy. But again, that just makes me like Lex Luthor. <laughs> fair enough. It makes me understand Superman a little bit more. But but, but fair enough. But you, you it brings. Superman down a notch, which I like. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, Deadpoolio, watch Jessica Jones, comma Mopar. Uh, I'll I'll watch Mopar, but I'm not watching uh, <laughs> JJ. No, I think we we should. I, w- I want to k- try to catch up on all of those because um, all four of those are going to lead into the Defenders, whatever it's going to be. Your point. Your- <laughs> that is. That's, that's not. not that's not. What language are? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> what dialect are you speaking right now? <laughs> asshole! I, I don't. I don't speak <laughs> asshole. Let me let me get a translation. Um, uh, exactly what he said. The it, it, it makes Luke Cage feel like an ordinary person because he is. Because he is. He's an ordinary person that happens to have this weird thing that no one else has. 
So and, and he's and, trying to ignore it. He's trying to just live his life. I don't want any trouble. I'm in Harlem. I'm trying to work at a barbershop. I don't want to get involved in any shit. I'm drinking. So are we, my friend. Cheers to you. No, don't cheers him. Well, mine's empty, so. All right, I'll cheers you. Um, He's just trying to go on with his life, man. That's the cool thing. Are that's, you that's confused like, at all what? about his power? Is it explained a little more? I asked Tommy Boy, and he doesn't know 100% either, but he tried to shed some light. It's his, I'm sure he'll tell us in a second, uh, Deadpool, yo. His skin is like impenetrable. So it's like Colossus. So like he's not invincible, but like bullets and knives like can't pierce his skin. So what can? I don't know. I don't think anything can pierce his skin. So you have to poison him. Yeah, Game of Thrones style. Just got, the Joker would kill him immediately. He was an experiment. You want some fluffy Why is biscuit? everybody an experiment? They didn't fucking install adamantium into his bones too. That's the one thing that I've always struggled with with Wolverine. So even though you pulled his DNA and made X-23, why did she have the claws of Animanium? They showed a scene of them getting installed. They showed a scene where like you, you see her, saw her leg on the table, like her skin was flayed open. They were like installing. I don't remember that at all. You didn't see that? It wasn't like obvious. It was just like a shot of her in like a, a surgery room or something. You could see like her leg was open and they were like installing the Animanium onto her bones or whatever. God, damn. Adamantium can pierce his skin. So, so Wolverine's going to kill him. and Luke Cage are going to go at it. <laughs> and he's going to lose to a girl. Quickly. A, a badass, girl. a child girl. Badass, like 11-year-old. Badass sorcerer. She was child. awesome. She was awesome. Yeah, no, Luke Cage, all the uh, fucking Netflix shows are fucking really good, man. I need, I have, I need to finish. I need to finish uh, Daredevil. Yeah. I got like a... a what was there? Two full seasons? There is now, yeah, two full seasons. I got like a season and like a quarter in, and I just lost. I don't know what it is about that show. I like it, I enjoy it, but it's not captivating me like Luke Cage's. I think there's a couple episodes that I'm just losing interest, and it's just like, yeah, you, you're doing the same struggles for like three episodes straight. So. Well, that, that's where a show like Game of Thrones um, really grabs you always because there's. 12 things that are happening at sure. the same time. With Daredevil, the Daredevil series, you know, it's always him. Mm-hmm. Luke Cage is always him, et cetera, et cetera. Something like Game of Thrones is so much easier to stay addicted to the entire time because there's plot lines everywhere. The Punisher and Daredevil, okay. I, I have not got that far. Yes. Spoiler. Bob. Um, all right, guys. <laughs> you keep saying that. Uh, Andromeda. You want to move on to Mass Effect? Last thing. Yeah. And not too much, obviously, because it's not even fucking out yet. Well, I'm, Tuesday, but... I'm, I'm getting through three right now. Yeah. So how far are you? Like, what just happened? Um, I just picked up the female Krogan from the Solarians. Uh, uh, Ashley got her face beat in. Edie's alive now and is actually a being... Yeah. Uh, I got Garrus. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at. Okay. So I, I, I'm still running around, like, picking up stuff. Still and, fairly and collecting. Oh, I got Jack. Um, so I saved that, that group of kids. I I have played this game before. I haven't played it all the way through, but there's missions that I'm like, yeah, I remember this exact mission. Yeah, I feel like when you were originally trying to get into Mass Effect, I probably advised you to play the third one first. I, yeah, that must have been it. So you might have played some of it. 
Um, make sure you check. I don't want to give anything away, but make sure you check the uh, what's the word? Like the preparation status of your armies yeah. in before you go to the final mission. Yeah. Well, what I'm doing or right play now. Play a shit ton of multiplayer before you go to your final mission. Uh, what what I'm doing right now is I'm, I'm running around doing the obvious missions, but I'm also scanning space to mm-hmm. pick up stuff because I know it's going to help me in the end. Yeah. So I I pay, already picked up like a couple different Reaper technologies that it like bumped shit way up that yeah. I'm I'm going to be. I stole it from Cerberus. Nice. Um, Fuck Cerberus. Mass Effect Three, Biff Sticks. Mass Effect Three. Three. I'm Deadpool. Yo, we're not really worried about the spoilers. We're just fucking with you. But also, fuck off. Reprotect. Keep going. The War Room. Yes, that's what it's called. Thank you. I, uh, so I have to pay attention. I, I went to the War Room and, and I looked stuff up and everything's like 50% right now. So just like to don't go to the final mission until you prepare spoil. Same thing here. Just check your status before you go to the final set of sure. missions. Sure. I mean, yeah. Because I don't want you to have to play it twice. Andromeda comes out on Tuesday, so. Uh, but I, I I can play Andromeda without finishing three. Yes, you can. I thought it was like a thousand years before. Right, yeah. You're pissed. I'm pissed. <laughs> Fuck Cerberus. <laughs> um, this is by far and easily the best Mass Effect. Yeah. I'm saying it right now. Yep. It's easy. I said that. I feel like I said that. Two was, I felt like an episode two where it was like a transition. Yep. Two, three. Yeah. Like two... I- Anything could have happened in two, and I'm still sitting at three, and we're still dealing with the Reapers. Yep. So exactly. Yeah, I've 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 said one is heavily RPG, two is heavily action, three is perfect balance. I like one a lot. I really, one, really yeah. Like I mean, one. you can't really deny the original man. I mean, people like it, uh, New Hope. But if I put it in order, it'd be three, one, two, and I'm not even done I with agree. three. I agree. One is really good, though. <laughs> I agree. Three, one, two. Yeah, for sure. One yeah. is really good because it, it lays it out right in front of you, and you just do that. You take down Saren. But that's so epic because he, he plays such an essential key in, in well, three, but the, not directly, but I don't, I don't know right. what I'm talking about. But right. Yeah, I, I, I truly enjoy one because of the cooldowns. I don't have to deal with ammo. Yeah. Now in three, the ammo is readily available because every fucking park bench has ammo <laughs> s- sitting on it. So yeah, that's the obnoxious part. But you also played Mass Effect three multiplayer so much, it makes it a little easier. Uh, I played a little bit. Good amount. More than I mean, there was no multiplayer for one and two. So multiplayer. Multiplayer. Yeah, I I find myself playing. I'd started three recently as well. Um, one of the cool things is that you can choose a story mode so you can say mostly action based or mostly story based Wait, when you're talking about what um how they deliver cutscenes and action sequences what are you talking about mass effect 3 okay there's like a setting so you can say standard and you go through the whole game like normal you could pick everything mm-hmm. if you pick action focused it picks all of the decisions for you, and you a- just ahead play of time it. like however shepherd is supposed to be quote unquote and all the cutscenes play out as cutscenes like you don't have to choose conversations you just go through it focus Damn. on the action or the opposite way story the ac- mode the action mode is easier and then you focus on the decisions in the story which is really cool because I mean after you've played Mass Effect 3 like five or six times like going back through and doing every single thing is just obnoxious so 
I started it uh, two or three weeks ago whenever we were all gaming and I'm doing action focus, skipping everything. I already know the story. I just want to fucking get in there and blow people up and finish it before I play Andromeda. I don't know how... Well, you guys replay it all the time. Well, we're replaying it, but I don't know if I will ever replay the Mass Effect series. Well, now that Andromeda is about to be out. I probably will never. I'll just stick with Andromeda. That's what I mean. But you got to think. I mean, Mass Effect 3 came out 2011. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's been six years that the entire trilogy was complete. So, is, I mean, when you love a game, I mean, that's so much time to go back and play through them all. Is Drew working on Andromeda? No. Fuck him. I asked him. He said no. Let's just delete his interview. And I said, what are you working on? He said, I'll let you know. <laughs> Wink face. <laughs> Fucking hate. That's it. Can't hate tell it. you. I pl- I posted like the, the Revan figure when we got the Revan figure for uh for the giveaway. It was like, oh, looks familiar. Drew, what the fuck are you working on? Bioware. <laughs> Can't say. <laughs> that was the extent of our conversation on Twitter. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. The, the only reason I would replay them is for the class. If if I would change to like a fully biotic, because right now I'm a. You've been an engineer the whole time. No. Infiltrator. Infiltrator. Yeah. I'm a sniper slash engineer. small tech. Um, so, I mean, essentially every battle that I do, I'm doing Inferno and sniping dude in the head. Inferno or whatever it is. Yeah. What's the, uh, is it Inferno? Inferno and Overload. I'm not doing it Overload. I am just Inferno, shot to the head. <laughs> Inferno, shot to the head. Yeah, it's good to go through on a different class, man. Like, they're, like the play, obviously the story doesn't change unless you decide to be an asshole or be a nice guy. Well, that's the only other thing that I would replay for because I'm doing perfect. Yeah, fucking saint. Yeah, if cool. I was it's just cool a- to see how the story changes, especially if you have the time and the patience to start at one mm-hmm. and be a dick right from day yeah. one of Mass Effect One and just see how things play out and who kill dies things off. And, yeah, it's cool, man. Like that's one of the few games that like every single decision carries through across three games. Incinerate, not whatever the fuck I was talking about. Inferno. Inferno. Incinerate. Incinerate. Dude, it's every, like, two seconds I can use it. It, It is quick. Yeah. <laughs> Let me do this all day. <laughs> That's what I'm doing all day. Um, Digital Cowboy here is fucking developing KOTOR. Also listen to our drunk asses. Don't listen to us. Okay. Hey, man, I still want to be in the cantina on I, Terrace. Can we be? Oh, my God. It started the perfect thing ever. Can, digital Cowboy. Can't even say it. You're so excited. Can we be the drunk assholes on the side of the road in Terrace? Yes. Look at this schlummy. Look at, look at this schlummy. We can even voice back over it, too, man. That'd be so fucking perfect. <laughs> that is so perfect. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I want to be a, the fucking schlummy on, on Terrace. That's, that's me. <clears throat> Um, That's the best thing you've ever so said. So I have a question because if yeah, well, when I played through the uh, first Mass Effect <laughs> and no one done and done. Uh, <laughs> when I played through the fir- first Mass Effect, no one told me shit because they're just like, just play the game. Just play the game. And then I played through the game and Rex died and you're like, yeah, you should have you should have done this. I'm like, well, you guys didn't uh, fucking tell me anything. Well, it's conflicted because if, like you got to experience the game. You I know. get it, but I, it, essential stuff like Juhani, you don't want to kill her because she, she becomes... Just tell me that. Man, fuck Juhani. No, I need her. She's well, that's why her. we're talking about two and three. You will be... Whatever she yells. Check your readiness before you go into battle. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I, I got that from the second one. Yeah. Just prepare yourself before you run in. Yeah. Do y'all play Renegade or Paragon? Uh, 
I, it's weird because I play Dark Side like 99% of the time in Star Wars Kotor. stuff. Yeah. In all Star Wars stuff, I'll, yeah. I'll do crazy mean shit. But in Mass Effect, I feel like it's like it's more humanized and I, and I play as a paragon. Oh, I feel really bad doing Renegade. Uh, I feel like I've done both an even amount of times. I usually lean I'm, towards Renegade. I'm always Dark Side on. Well, like we said with Dark Side on Kotor, like Renegade is easier. Like going Dark Side, you just kill everything and take their money. So, like the actual gameplay is easier. Um, but once you get to the boss, it's harder. Uh, I had a question. So, like I said, I, I was playing through Mass Effect 1. You guys didn't tell me shit. Rex, uh, Ashley killed Rex. What's well, your fault? I didn't know. You guys didn't tell me. Calm that bitch down. I, I yelled at her and told her not to do it, and then she shot him anyways. It's kind of like my Miranda. You I did every... too much, and now she's pissed. Well, I did, but... <laughs> she was flaunting it. I didn't pick the camera angles. <laughs> um, Damn it, Miranda. What happens if it, I'm assuming it's just another Krogan that takes over what? for Rex if if you if he dies in one? No, if he dies in one, he's dead. Yeah, but the rest of the Mass Effects were all on the Krogan planet. Who's who takes over? Just another Krogan. I oh, assume. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. And someone different. And then so t- Grunt is in two. Right. He doesn't really mean anything to me. Right. Because he's like an experiment or whatever. He, I never even used him. Yeah. There's uh, there's somebody else on Tuchanka in three. That's he's on there, the throne. He's there whether Rex is alive or not. So if if you if Rex was dead in Mass Effect One, he takes over. Then he's just in charge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember. I haven't his brother. Haven't, his brother. Oh yeah, I haven't finished so, three in probably like three years. If Rex dies, you don't get his brother as a companion. No. So, so if Rex dies, he's, okay. he's gone. Yeah. And and so as I play as an infiltrator or whatever the fuck, it's an infiltrator, right? Incinerator, In, incineration raiders. Um, <clears throat> I always have biotics with me because it makes sense because I'm small tech and gun. Yeah, it does. So I usually have Garrus and Jack or Garrus and Liara because it just makes sense. We're, we're a little Garrus bit of every combat and tech. Yeah, uh, Garrus <clears throat> is an infiltrator. I give him an assault rifle. He's still an infiltrator. I still get. I mean, fuck. Uh, so I usually have a strong biotic with me no matter what. Yeah. Unless it's a specific mission that I know that I want. I don't know. Ashley, her tits popping out. I want that. Wait. Why do you think Miranda doesn't like you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> calibrations. Yes. I've had enough He's of Garrus. the goddamn calibrations. How many times? Garrus, you want to talk about something? Yeah, I got, I'm trying to make calibrations right now. Um, want to talk about that? I'm calibrated. I'll be loyal to you if you listen to me. <laughs> Talk about calibrations. Calibrations. I, as Shepherd. I play the game more and more, I think I, I'm liking the tech stuff more. <sighs> Describe what you mean by that. I don't know. I just, I feel like I was always very biotic heavy because it was kind of like Jedi Sith-ish, like with force powers. So I always used to like biotic powers a lot more. Okay. But I think the last few times I've played, and especially the characters that I choose in multiplayer for Mass Effect 3. Baltimore, in what? Multiplayer. I, I'm I'm going very infiltrator and engineer heavy, so I think I like the tech stuff a lot more. It is bad ass against Geth. It is easy because yeah, you're guaranteed. just like, oh, there's eight of you. Well, right. one of you's mine, and then just incinerate. But even against like, I'm noticing like the advantage even against Reapers. Like you can use overload on barriers, and when it's just down to armors, you can use incinerate over and over again to weaken their armor. And then you have your sniper just to pop just to, people yeah, in the it's head. A big advantage, man. Tally. Is Tally in three? I haven't picked her up yet. 
Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I haven't picked her up yet. So. Yeah, yeah, three's cool because like you, you kind of recap the story and like meet up with people from yeah. from the first two games and tie everything together. Dude, the whole. I remember you said that you didn't like the final mission of two as much as the first one. Absolutely not. I think I don't. I don't want to prep you for it because you might not like it as much. But I think the final mission, like the whole ending sequence of three, is really, really epic. It's really, yeah. really good. Uh, I like Tally too. Uh, I I don't use her a lot because I like other people better. Well, you're an if infiltrator, I have, so sure. And she's an infiltrator. Yeah. But I always have Jack if I can because. She, of her, con- she's the HK forty seven. She just yeah. talks mad shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Garrus, I don't know what it is about Garrus. I fucking love him. He's straightforward, badass. And then the small comments that he does make is just like, "Hey, I think we should do this because <clears throat> Shepard, stop being a bitch. Fuck him." <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, "All right, I get it. I get it. Perfect." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did everyone survive when they played two? No, 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 because no. Miranda is a bitch. And no matter what I did with Miranda, she died. So that's the weird thing, too. I was trying to figure this out because we watched him finish it like two weeks ago. No one died in the mission. Like they didn't show a death scene. And at the end, they didn't say that anyone died. They were like, oh, yeah, everyone's good job. And then you see one casket. Two. One cat. One casket. One casket on the ship. So like usually they announce what happens. So yeah. like I was I was totally confused. I would, I, it, I would assume there would be a little more depth into the Cerberus culture in right. three with Miranda. Is she on your ship to begin with? If she lives, I don't remember. Where does she fit in three? I don't think she's a squad member in three. Uh, are you playing with all the DLC? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I don't. It's like five dollars ah, per DLC. It's good, butter. Butter Clone was talking about some mad shit. He's like, everything's free. Everything's free. Just go on and download it. I looked at it and I was just like, That's because oh, yeah. you had bought it on 360. I have it on one. What are you talking about? He had already bought the DLC on 360. Oh, I see. It transferred over. Everything's free. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, no, she's roaming around. So she, he, she's not your party. Miranda. Yeah. So yeah. I still have to find her. So maybe she still is alive. Maybe. That's shit. Zaid's cool. Yeah, he's awesome. I don't know who Zaid is. Yeah, you didn't get him in fucking in two. Because that's he's DLC. Like the Australian guy. That's yeah. DLC. Yeah, he's cool. Um, but yeah, man. Keep rocking. Aspect three. It's legit. So, what are you most excited about with? Because uh, I feel like Andromeda is the old republic for Star Wars. Is it? Oh, it's back in time, right? I have no idea. I think it's. I don't know. I think it's forward in time. All I know is they're exploring a new it, galaxy. They're gonna try a new galaxy. Andromeda. Andromeda is a galaxy in real life. I understand that. that. I just don't know if they're going back in time or if they're going, if it's future from like the Shepard storyline. You know what's funny is it could just be the same timeline and just yeah, be in a different be. galaxy. It might be. What if, they, what, if, what if you travel there and it's just fucking Sith Lords running around and everyone's dying? What if that's how we get back to the Old Republic? Andromeda just becomes Old Republic. Oh, fuck. You just blew my mind. Oh, my God. Like Anita Jones and Han Solo. What if they, yeah. What if they walked into Andromeda? It's between two and three. Deadpool knows everything. Well, and then I can't. You got to be on Mass Effect correspondent. Um, I'm excited for it. Nothing specific. Um, it seems like they're being really true to the gameplay, the powers, the classes, the multiplayer. 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 Like every. It seems like they're being very, very true to. 
how Mass Effect is, but it's a brand new game. It's all updated, amazing graphics. Everything's just revised and refined as much as possible. So I'm excited about fucking literally everything. Wait, you just stepped on your own toes. No, it's between two and three, but also it's 600 years after Mass Effect 3. What are you talking about? Wormhole shit. Well, is Guardians of the Galaxy in it? What the fuck? Guaranteed. Guaranteed. That comes out soon. Power ah. Rangers. Can we talk about some of the trailers? Goldar. For Logan? Goldar. Power Rangers looks awful. Going to see it day one. I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> I will too. Um, Fast and Furious 8 looks like the worst thing ever. I think the last one I saw was like five. I think I've only seen the first one. They're not bad movies. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've heard just, really good things about like the first two. And about like um, Tokyo Drift like is actually five and seven. I I have watched Tokyo Drift more than all the other ones. Really? For I have it, and it's a decent. Put it on while you're falling asleep and shit. It is one of those yeah. that it, it's not a bad story. It's kind of off the beaten path of the. So all the Fast and Furious movies are about like this group of people. Tokyo Drift's way the fuck over right. here. I knew and that. Right, right at the end, you see Han Solo. So I don't know, man. Some of the trailers are fucking wacky. Um, have you seen any other movies besides Logan? No. I want to see that uh, movie Get Out. Uh, Tommy Boy was talking about that, and he said that was one of the best movies of the year. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and it's by uh, the Key and Peel guy. What's his name? Key. P- what's Peel's first name? Mark. <laughs> I don't know. Jordan. Jordan Peel. Jordan, Jordan Peel. So it's one of his movies. Yeah, it looks really Whoa. good. I've been wanting to see that. What a transition because everything right? he's ever made was comedy stuff. Yeah, I saw some crazy. Yeah, yeah. I saw something crazy, but I actually want to see it and then we'll talk about it. It looks mediocre. I'm not going to shit on it right away, but it looks completely mediocre from the trailers. Like, I just, okay, it's like a weird, you're supposed to be scared. It's kind of different, but hashtag fuck around. Fuck around. <laughs> yeah, the, the Power Rangers trailer. Looks absolutely ridiculous. Fast and Furious 8 looks ridiculous. I feel like there was one more trailer. There's like seven. I Deadpool 2 was part of it. There is 25 minutes of fucking trailers before movies. Can I say this? But I thought there was a good one besides those two. The one issue I had, and it, What's it, the issue? It, it'll be fine once it comes out on DVD, but Logan was way too long. I don't think so at all. I... Maybe it was just my cinema experience because I had like 18, 12-year-olds next to me screaming at me. And then I had this guy sit right next to me and he wouldn't shut the fuck up. I'm trying to watch the movie. Piss. Let me get get pissed real quick. Because Kong was another one. But, um, (laughs) dude, everything that was just like, that was really cool. He's like, that was cool. Did you like that? I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. Dude, I've I've, had enough of you and your entire life. Just (laughs) shut up. Move. (laughs) Eat more popcorn. As long as I... I I would rather hear you chewing popcorn than asking me what I liked and disliked during the fucking movie. Shut up. I ended up in the cinema suites at Easton, the ones with the fucking waiters and shit. Yeah, that's where I was. Dude, uh, uh, two people walked in in the middle of the movie to the cinema suites one, sit down, order the waiter over to them, and are talking full volume <laughs> while there's like sentimental things going on on screen, like fucking like Professor X is getting stabbed or whatever. <laughs> and they're talking about like, well, yeah, tell me about how the chicken fingers, like, <laughs> what do they come with? Like full volume. It was the most distracting thing ever. I tried to put it out of my mind, but you know, that shit throws you off for a minute. 
dude. Piss triggered. I had maybe I was just spoiled because when I saw people just don't get four like, social cues. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Watch we, the movie. Shut up. Well, especially if you're there opening night, you have true fans everywhere. Yeah. We're opening night or the next night. Right. You have true fans. That's why they're there. They're not there to eat dinner. They're not there to talk about it right then and there. Right. They're there to watch the fucking movie. Right. And when I sit down and you're fucking gargling Dr. Pepper <laughs> over here. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that next time. It, it, dude, it's... <laughs> and you know, it, it's dumb because I get triggered. I'm sitting there having a blast. And it like shit's happening on screen. Logan's a perfect movie. And then I see like four people get up and leave like an hour and a half in. I'm like, why the fuck? Fuck would you leave you start, right now? Yeah, and then you start getting triggered, and then you can't focus back Dude, on the movie. Dude, exactly. I'm like, I know. You could you you're here for the movie. Right. Uh, I need more, I need more sprite. Uh, that go. was the worst thing. These people walked in halfway through the movie and started ordering like dinner. Like if they were doing that in the intro, like that sure, whatever. I get it. Like you're trying sure. to get settled, but like they don't come in until the movie's been on for an hour. Like you're not even watching the movie. Dude, it, it yeah. The guy next to me, <laughs> I thought about throwing him two two rows down. Thought about loganing the fuck out of him right in the chest. He just had claws. he had a live announcement slash comment for every cool thing that happened. Like the <laughs> decapitated head would roll out. He's like, "Ew, that's weird." I'm like, "No, you're weird. I hope you die tomorrow. I fucking hate you. I hope Logan cuts your head it's like off." The guy that you were stuck on the plane with on the way back from Canada. It was that times ten At because he just couldn't fucking keep his voice down. So Canada peanuts. <laughs> Dude, oh. you should have yeah, chucked him down the road. You know what's funny is he he kept on commenting <laughs> on stuff and and like he started touching me. He was just like crazy, right? Oh, I'm that's like, the worst. And I just looked at him like, no. <laughs> just, that's the worst. Man. I just shook in rage. That's the worst. That's why I love. Um, that's why I love going to important movies like that opening night. With the fan base, because it's rare that you run into that stuff. Like a Rogue One was Rogue perfect. One, we were all drunk, but we still shut the fuck up. It was perfect. Yep. Until I, like Darth Vader was coming on screen. We're like, oh my God, Darth Vader. Well, to be fair, I was I was drunk and I, uh, one of our uh, artist buddies was sitting next to me. Mike, yeah. Matt. Matt was sitting next oh, to me. Oh, Matt was next to you, yeah. Uh, and I, every, when, when uh, like Tarkin came on scene, I was just like. Yeah, I was next to. And that was uh, it. I was next to Mike and Ren and we were like. <laughs> and you know how they get when they're when they're fucking excited about something. They're oh, like yeah. rocking their seat back and forth, like, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> so funny. Exactly. Episode yeah. eight is gonna be crazy, man. Uh Toy Story 3 at midnight. What the fuck? Hi, boy. It's pissed. I saw episode seven twice in one night. Did you yeah. know that? Yeah. I saw it in 3D and then I, I saw remember. it again. Talk about it. Go back. Sugar, bug, bug, bug. This is episode right, 101. Thank you guys for tuning <laughs> in. As you can tell, we're going to be slipping and sliding onto the... What the fuck are you doing over here? I'm just trying You're to... You're being the annoying guy in the movie theater. I'm trying to talk. You're going... Dude, you see I choked on my own spit. <laughs> All right, guys. Sounded like a Gene Ocean for a second. It, I was. Uh, episode 101, <laughs> guys. This is some epic shit. It's awesome. We challenge you guys. Everybody that is listening to this comment right now yeah. needs to reach out to us. We get pissed because 
supposedly it's about 1% that reaches out. The Deadpoolios of the world and <laughs> the Discrotas of the world. The Discrotas of the world. Yeah, we're leaving about a lot. Matt Keegan's out. of the world. Goodbye to everything. <laughs> That's a little BT Bam for you. Uh, let me get back to it. Everybody listening to this needs to reach out to us one way or another, whether you're DMing us on Instagram, uh, sending us some ass on. Sorry, mundane I'm, I'm over it. denial. <clears throat> but reach out to us. Yell at us. Rogue Squadron Podcast at Gmail. Yell shit. at us. Tell us why you listen. Tell us what you would like to hear. Tell us what you hate. Uh, well, tell, honestly, tell us what you hate. Mopar's comments and everything he is, I yeah. dis- despise. Tell us the stuff that you dislike. We're going to do that more of that. Man, everybody's tuning playing. in. We got 20, 20 people in right now at the end of the fucking podcast. I just looked at it. It was six. <laughs> I swear to God, I just looked at it a minute ago and it was six. All of a sudden, it jumped up to 20. Well, the Mopar's fucking putting out call to actions to the world. Call to actions. Um, so, no, everybody. Though, but, but say some shit, you know? We got um, a lot of crazy stuff coming up. We're going to be at Celebration in April. And Matt Keegan, I mean, we from Matt Keegan to uh, Mr. Davis, I think it's Mike Davis out in fucking Alaska. We have Alaska we, to Australia to, to Belgium. right down the street. What's Belgium? To Belgium. Jarno. Jarno. We, yeah. we have people all over the world. I listen for Commander Fuck Mopar. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but we would love you guys to reach out because that's yeah, what keeps us shit. going. Every time we hear some... Idiot asshole. Yeah, I'm talking to you guys. Some idiot asshole reach out to us and says, hey, guys, I, I listen to you when I, I, I'm really hammered and I'm, I'm out of fucking South America. Love you, fuckers. It's like, dude, that's why I love it. Good. Don't listen to us over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, <laughs> it, nothing makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, regardless of your platform, Twitter, Instagram, email, Facebook, whatever, just hit us up. Love to hear from you. Um, big things coming up. Celebration. Less than a month. Uh, if anyone's going to be there, Star Wars Celebration in Orlando, we will be there with uh, Tommy Boy and Lord Kerner for from Wednesday through. We're leaving Sunday, so we won't actually be there at Wednesday the convention through Saturday. Sunday, so Wednesday night through Saturday. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> hit us up. We're going to be there. We're going to be recording. We're going to be doing a shit ton of live streaming. That plays right into the call to action. If you guys are going to be there, reach yeah. out to us and let us know. Yeah. So we can meet up and have a beer. Yeah, we know uh, Killer Ren's going to be there. We know Chad Redding is going to be there. Other than that, uh, besides our buddies in the Star Wars Commonwealth, I mean, if you're a fan and you listen, let us know if you're going to be at Celebration. We'll make it happen. Yep, 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 yep. So buy us a, you can buy us a beer. You can buy us a beer. Oh, we're not buying we'll you a beer. We'll review the beer. That, if you buy it for us, we'll review it in your face. A fi- <laughs> this is great. <laughs> a great song, man. <laughs> Awesome, guys. So, thank you guys for tuning in. Rogue Squadron Podcast. Uh, it jumped down to fucking 10 immediately. One dude had 10 views. Still only two people are saying something. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Rogue Squadron Podcast, if you are just listening to us, uh, you can go over to YouTube and watch our fucking yeah. funny faces. Subscribe. You get notified for the live stream. And you can message us Wednesdays. live yep. as Tommy Chat. Boy and... Mike, dead, dead doing. Padilla's, Dulio's. Beer, beer for tonight was the Trogues first cut IPA with mango. Pretty good. Two stars. Di- no, fuck you. It was delicious. Fuck me. It was good. Two, uh, two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half stars. Logan was awesome. Mass Effect. We're super excited for Andromeda. Um, that comes out when? Shit. Comes out Tuesday. <laughs> By the time you're listening to this on iTunes, it comes out tomorrow. Shit. And I'll be in uh, LA all next week. 
So next week's live stream is is down. We'll not be live on Wednesday. But I mean, if you want to fucking play Andromeda and shit, talk maybe, about things on Instagram live and fuck around. Maybe Mopar will do some live shit. Mopar should do some Instagram live next Wednesday. Yes, next Wednesday. All right, guys, do it. Just don't fuck around. Just don't. <laughs>